0: Five, four, three, two, one. Wendy Bell, inspiring solutions to save America. One show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow. Make Trump look bad. Make Trump look like a reprobate. Embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump. Desperately want Trump gone, and I, I know that they desperately want it codified. That Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm gonna tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. Which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hey. Let's
1: go the Welcome back, hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted to spend time with you today. Thank you for parking it here and being at our kitchen table. This is what we do every day common sense. You know, they're not listening. Do you have somebody in your life who doesn't listen when you talk to them? It could be somebody you love intimately. It is one of the most disappointing feelings to not be heard. I've learned that as a mom of sons. I'm sure if I had daughters, I would feel the same way, but I don't. The six men in my life all have a very basic need they just want to be heard they want somebody to stop what they're doing not be texting when they're talking and to look at them and to hear what they say to not interrupt them to let them say what they want to say now in a family my size there's a lot of chirping over each other it gets kind of chaotic specifically around dinner time everybody's talking there's a lot of noise and I often have to jump when people get interrupted in my family and say, wait a minute, let him finish. I want to hear what he has to say. We all have that need. Just, just hear me. There is a disconnect. This is part of the national divorce. I'm done arguing. I'm done pleading my case. I'm done proving how I am a quality individual who loves America. It's not difficult. You haven't heard me. You clearly don't care. You will not listen. And so I must walk away. That is the conversation going on, maybe silently, In so many families, in so many communities, and on a a bigger scale among our politicians, you're not listening to us. If the Democrats think that their ace in 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 the hole is is abortion, if they really think that that's going to move the needle, they're wrong. Because we have way, way, way bigger things going on here. If you're gonna be a single issue voter, I really don't have a lot of time for you. If you're not gonna vote for Donald Trump because you don't like his hair or you don't like the nicknames that he calls people, I don't either. I don't care. It's about more than that, it's about this. It's this whole thing. It's not one item. It's not one comment, one soundbite, one something. It's about all of it. It's about the policy. It's about the passion. And it's about the people who are MAGA. These are good people. Because you're part of it. You know this. I want to read you this email. We just got it. It's from a woman whose name is Holly. She says, attention, Wendy Bell. My name is Holly. I'm from Illinois. I find you amazing and you stand back and look at all sides. I value your opinion. You seem honest. Thank you. I am mostly Republican, she says. Mostly Republican. Republican. My difference is I see no reason why anyone has the right over another person with gay rights and also abortion should absolutely be allowed up to the point of pain for the fetus. These points are absolutely killing the winds for the Republican Party. Okay, that's your opinion. I disagree, but okay. But the real reason I'm writing this to you, you need to know. As great, I need to know, y'all need to know, okay, as great a president as Donald Trump was, he can't win now. I wish he could win, but he can't. I want to win, she says. Well, how do you know that? Why? Why can't he win? Why? What's your proof? What's your, what's your feeling? Please give me some specifics, some granular data. She can't. She says this then, as Governor Chris Sununu said, (laughs) hey, Holly, I'm going to stop right there. Because you're not mostly Republican. Well, maybe you are. Because if you're listening to Chris Sununu, he's a never-Trumper. He's a rhino. Of course, you are a product of the information you get. If you don't branch out, if you don't see the world at 30,000 feet, you're missing the point. As Governor Chris Sununu said, why have a nail-biter... When we can win, he lost 2020 and his big backing of people for 2022 hurt those running. The problem is the haters hate him. They will never elect him. Biden has the innocent man and wins the heart of people. What? People despise Trump. Look at his speech when he won New Hampshire. His personality has killed his likability. He will not win. Well, Holly, Good luck with that i don't care about his likability i don't care about his hair i don't care about his skin i don't care if he's fat i don't care if he looks unkempt standing next to king charles wearing a tuxedo i don't care if he's if his english is perfect i don't care i don't care i care about the policy i care about the person and the policy and the plan and it's called make america great again period. Holly, I sure appreciate you. Good luck. I wish you good luck. How about this? A federal court in Canada rules Justin Trudeau his use of the Emergencies Act in 2022 during the Freedom Convoy excuse me, Freedom Convoy protests and freezing the bank accounts of, of the protesters, the participants was illegal. Uh, should it really take a year for us to fi- should it really take two years for us to figure this crap out really this is why i can't stand slow the plotting the slogging through the oatmeal swamp to get to the truth really oh yeah maybe we shouldn't have done that okay here's a story from the bbc who also sucks A federal judge has ruled that Canada's use of emergency powers to end the anti-government freedom convoy protests two years ago was unreasonable and unjustified. Well, all you need is a little man with a big ego and a feeling of superiority, and that's what you get. Little Lord Farquaad, the diminutive king in Shrek, that is Justin Trudeau. In a decision Tuesday, Judge Richard Mosley said it violated Canada's rights charter. All the stuff that Justin did. The federal government said it will appeal the decision. Of course you will. The same way that Biden administration appealed the decision of that circuit court or whatever it was. It said stop cutting the freaking razor wire. And they said, well, we really want to keep doing that because we're terrible people. The Emergencies Act bestows the government with added powers in times of crisis. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked it on, 14, on the 14th of February, 2022, three weeks into protests that gridlocked the Capitol. It was the Freedom Convoy. You know, what, you know what drove him crazy about the Freedom Convoy? People were having fun. They were barbecuing. They were playing Connect Four. Somebody had a jacuzzi out. They had a blast. They made fun and enjoyed their lives anyway under a tyrannical dictator little squirt Ipe of a man who thought he would stand up there and wave his wand and make everybody miserable. But what this ruling doesn't do, it doesn't give people their lives back. Pat King, one of the organizers spent 151 freaking days in prison. Going back years later and saying, yeah, you know, maybe we shouldn't have done that. You think? Never forget what these people did to us. I will never, ever forget. And I will never, ever forgive. But it is from them and their madness that this unification. This group of people, freedom lovers, across the globe, awaken from their slumber. And they are scared to death of what we are going to do next, friends. So Holly, God bless you. Good luck with Nikki Haley, because you're going to need it quick time out when we come back on the wendy bell radio program oh it's a secret plan michelle obama has a secret plan apparently to jump in here and to get rid of joe biden (laughs) we'll walk through it together next on the wendy bell radio network so it took two years for canada to say you know what justin trudeau overstepped his bounds He violated basic decency. You can't just round people up, throw them in prison. Oh, that's right. That's what we do here in the United States. Huh. But we're going to have to wait a little bit longer, apparently, for Michelle Obama to drop in here. All right. Why? Why anybody thinks Michelle Obama (laughs) is anything other than a community organizer's wife or? Well, that could be questionable. Who knows? We won't go there. (laughs) She's black and she's a woman. Oh, sign me up. Now, if that's what you're voting for, if that's moving your needle, then you might be like Holly. Holly sees the world through a different lens than I do. She's worried about abortion. Abortion's her thing. Abortion, abortion, abortion. And Donald Trump's not likable. We don't like Donald Trump. Okay. I'm I'm not going to convince you. You're going to do your thing. I get it. I think you're wrong. I think you're a lost vote. But okay. It's a beautiful thing about America you're supposed to decide see that's not what we got we didn't get that that's been corrupted and now a a growing number of people what did a cnn poll last night exit poll last night new hampshire prove that there's 50 percent of the people leaving that the primary voting last night have questions about whether joe biden legitimately won that election this isn't some weird conspiracy theory i'm not out on the on the fringe here Gateway Pundit headline, Michelle Obama's secret plan to replace Joe Biden for president emerges. Let's see if you guys think of this secret, if you think it's viable, if we should all be like, ooh. The Gateway Pundit's Kristen Taylor shared an explosive story last week that Barack and Michelle Obama are angling to replace decrepit, unpopular Joe Biden with the younger and more popular Michelle as the Democrats presidential nominee. Well, she has as much experience as Barry. So this would be in keeping with the Democrats. We don't care what kind of individual you are, right? If you look a certain way, that's exactly what we're looking for. You're our guy. Mm-mm-mm. Michelle has re- reportedly already surveyed major Democrat donors about her potential candidacy. And in 2022, allegedly told a gathering of CEOs in New York City that she was going to run. So now the New York posts cindy adams reveals that the secret plan has emerged to throw old joe under the bus she claims it comes from credible sources few have access to and usually not meant for the noses of the media which means these are the people who make these decisions the uniparty swamp creature beltway dwellers Barack Obama has reportedly polled donors and put together a plan for Michelle, which is still being tweaked a bit according to Adams. And this is what she says. Here's how the plot's going to work. Around May, Biden announces he's not running, even mentally. We know this. The so-called plot is that come the August convention, Michelle will get nominated. The next step, Biden You know, drops out. He's going to he's going to drop out before that time. And for now, he still play acts like he's the real candidate. One may wonder why Biden doesn't just drop out now and let Michelle get a head start. And Adams argues it's that it's the whole lame duck thing. If he exits too soon, then everybody knows it's a complete free for all. And he wasn't running the government anyway, which he was not ever It's always been Barack Obama. Adams argues that he's got to pretend he's running because the dodo in chief, she says, would love to stop quacking and become a lame duck. Now, Michelle set off a firestorm with her comments regarding the potential of another Trump presidency. This only fueled the speculation that she was gearing up for a run to save the Democrats. <laughs> I don't even know how can people sit in a room and talk about the most important job, not just in America, but arguably on planet Earth. And if anybody in that room who was a Democrat was being honest, they would say, what? We're going to put a first lady. What is this scandal? This is the ABC show scandal. That's all it is. You really think this is going to work? I don't. A Michelle Obama campaign obviously would set a new low for media bias in America. She would be hailed as the conquering hero throughout and the only hope to, quote, save America from Donald Trump and those MAGA people. And this would, of course, put the final knife in the side of the media. If it's not enough for the Washington Post to lose $100 million every year or for the New York Times or the Los Angeles Times rather to be purchased a few years ago by a billionaire only now to cut 100 and some odd jobs because they're not profitable because people aren't buying it anymore or, or for Sports Illustrated to finally have that epiphany oops, maybe we shouldn't have done these stupid things or for Bud Light for that matter right? You think this is going to solve the problem? I do not fear a Michelle Obama. I do not. Make no mistake. They will try to cheat again. That's one thing we know for a fact. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, America demands and we deserve better than Lloyd Austin. He made an appearance yesterday. Oh my, I'll tell you how it went next. You know, it's kind of exciting. You can only be beaten and kicked and spit on and ridiculed and mocked and lied about for so long. Because the moment that switch is flipped in you, the moment the gloves come off, (laughs) it's game over. I I think most of us are pretty, we're pretty understanding and, and forgiving people. We believe we need to work together. We believe in cooperation. We believe in listening to other people's ideas and that there should be this collective vote where we get to decide what the parameters of this great land are. What are our values? What do we represent? What do we want to pass along to the next generation? But there is a point of no return. And I think for the majority of us who have awakened every single day to nasty grams on social media, a lying television news industry, newspapers that lie, billboards that lie, commercials that lie, and then the various aspects of your life. Your kids bring it home from school. They come home from college with it everything that you do costs more and is of less value this is not rocket science every single person put in position in this administration is chosen for a reason that has nothing to do with the job at hand because if that was the case kareem Jean pierre would be nowhere near a microphone The woman is a boob. I'm sorry. It's a fact. Now, she might lie with impunity, but she is no orator. Similarly, you would not put Lloyd Austin as the head of of our, our military, the defense secretary. The guy is a drip of epic nature. And I have grave questions about everything he does. I had grave questions when they pulled out of Afghanistan. How'd that go? Predictably. Grave questions about this spy balloon. You remember how they tried to lie about that? Ah, it's probably just some weather thing. Ah. People, people put those things up all the time. Really, big things that traverse the continental United States in a specific pattern. They lied to us and lied to us and lied to us. But Lloyd Austin, he was in charge of that, right? All these wars all over the place. And now one that is percolating on our southern border. A civil war. This is all under his watchful eye. Not to mention the wokeness. The new policies. The drag queen story time on military bases. And everybody's like, "Ah, I can't figure it out. Why does nobody want to be in the military anymore? Because you have made it suck. How many of you out there come from multi-generational military families where it's, it's part of who you are? It's part of your family's legacy. And, and there's this pride in a young son, son or daughter. When I grow up, I'm just going to be like grandpap or I'm going to be like my mom and I'm going to join the military and I'm going to do something. Who wants to do that now? Because they know the military doesn't care about them. Look how they treated the two dead Navy SEALs! Joe Biden hasn't even said a word about those guys. What happened to them? What were they doing? Why did they die? Ah. Uh, well, it's just part of the part of the dangers. Really? There's no respect. There's no respect for the flag. There's no respect for the sacrifice. There's no honor in this administration. Lloyd Austin, tip of the spear of of yuck. And and yesterday he made an appearance. I was like, wow, he's still alive. I was rolling the dice on him being dead. Defense Secretary Austin claims no credible evidence of misuse of U.S. aid in Ukraine in first appearance post-hospitalization scandal, despite the audit showing a billion dollars of stuff, of ours, is unaccounted for. Let's read this. In his first public appearance since the incapacitation scandal, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin addressed the contentious issue of American aid to Ukraine. I'm going to go with why are, we, why are we paying for them? I, I think we should be paying for us. We want to, we want to help them at their border, but not ours. Okay. Despite a recent audit revealing over $1 billion in U.S. military equipment unaccounted for, Austin firmly stated that there is, quote, no credible evidence of misuse or illicit diversion of this aid. What do you mean there's no evidence? We have no evidence that that baggie of cocaine came from um, uh, anybody named Biden. Really? How many other people do you know who are smoking crack and snorting cocaine? I don't know. Maybe it's rampant in the Senate. Maybe it's rampant in the House. I didn't know, but I'm going to connect some dots here. Probably not that complicated. It can be recalled that Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin secretly had prostate cancer surgery. If we believe that. On December 22nd, he was placed under general anesthesia for the operation after being gravely ill, which nobody knew about, not even freaking Joe Biden, who was probably incapacitated in his hyperbaric chamber, with a spreading infection and intestinal issues requiring a tube to drain his stomach. Then, on thank God, thank God nothing serious happened where we had to send troops somewhere, or maybe they did and we didn't know. On January 1st, he was admitted to the Walter Reed National National Military Medical Center in Maryland following complications from that surgery. Pentagon said Austin didn't inform Joe Biden, the White House Deputy Secretary of Defense, Kathleen Hicks, about the medical procedure. Why should he? These guys are all a bunch of dopes. Austin kept just about everybody in the dark about his condition until early January, including Biden even though the U.S. is involved in conflicts in the Middle East and Europe and a hot zone in the South China Sea. Austin's chief of staff, Kelly Magisman, had previously ordered an in-house investigation of the mishandling of Austin's absence. She's been blamed in press reports for failing to notify the White House. Everybody needs a fall guy. It was this person. Congress and senior DOD staff of Austin's illness absence, blah, blah, blah. So apparently Austin participated yesterday in some Ukraine defense contact group video conference, which was made public by the Defense Department, marking his return to the public eye. He did not explicitly address his recent hospitalization during the meeting. Why would he? So transparent. We're going to be the most transparent organization and administration ever. Okay. it's great to see you all again, he says. As you can tell, I'm joining from home today. Austin said in his initial remarks in the monthly meeting, I'm feeling good and looking forward to being back in the Pentagon very soon. Super duper. And I'm grateful for all of your warm wishes. So thanks for working across the time zones to join us for this 18th meeting of the Ukraine Defense Contact Group, whatever that is. The event took place against a backdrop of increasing questions regarding the transparency and efficacy of aid to Ukraine. A recent Pentagon report has brought to light that over a billion dollars in military aid sent to Ukraine by the U.S. has not been properly accounted for. I'm sure it's not a big deal. <laughs> nah, no big deal. It was just a pallet of cash on the tarmac. What are you talking about? Uranium? What? What's going on? The Defense Department report, which was presented to Congress on Thursday, reveals serious lapses in the tracking of critical weapons systems amidst heated congressional debates regarding additional support for Ukraine. Why would we give you anything? I want to know why Vladimir Zelensky's mom caught enough money to buy a $5 million house in freaking Egypt. Really? The unaccounted for arsenal. This is good. You guys want to know what it is? We should get some granular data here. Advanced shoulder-fired missiles, sophisticated kamikaze drones, and state-of-the-art night vision devices. We, we forget how much money a billion dollars is right it's one penny more than nine hundred and ninety nine million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars and 99 cents when i say it like that it seems a little bit bigger than just ah it's another billion what's that Unaccounted for arsenal, these items are classified as high risk due to their advanced technology and the ease with which they could be transported and potentially fall into the wrong hands. According to the report of nearly 40,000 arms delivered to Ukraine, a substantial proportion has not been adequately monitored. But Lloyd Austin says, you know what? Now we saw there's nothing to worry about. Look, we had our best people on the inside looking into this. These are the same people. Like at, 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 at um, Sam Bankman frieds business, FTX, the same people, they're insiders who are going to tell us all is good. Don't worry about it. You're supposed to believe. You guys believe that? You've fallen for that? Is that good enough for you? Of course it's not good enough for you. I, by the way, spared you audio of this drip talking. According to an unnamed senior advisor to Vladimir Zelensky in Ukraine, people at the top are stealing like there is no tomorrow. What? And Ukraine's president faces pressure to root out corruption while he'd have to cut off his own head as its allies continue to give the country everything it asks for. But Lloyd Austin says all is remain calm. All is well. Right. Name the movie. Of course, Animal House. That's what it is. It's Kevin Bacon's guy standing there saying everything's great as everybody's rioting, trampling, stampeding. Ah! No, really, it's all good. We've got it under control. This is what you get when you have an administration that does not care about skill, talent, brain power, innovation, or anything. You check a box and there you go. Bad news for CNN, you guys. I know, it's it's going to hurt your feelings a little bit. It's whew, We'll get through it. And Lib of the Week, don't you dare go anywhere. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Hey! Oh, this is sad news, you guys. I'm sorry. New York Post, CNN plunges behind the History Channel and some obscure Western network in primetime ratings. Why ever would that be? Right? Why ever would people have to be fired and the entire staff fired from Sports Illustrated? Why is the Washington Post hemorrhaging money? Why is the Los Angeles Times firing 100 people? It's not complicated. Ratings challenge CNN total viewership in primetime last week lagged behind the History Channel and this weird cable network founded by televangelists Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Wasn't she the one with those wild eyelashes? <laughs> that plays Western TV shows and films, according to the latest figures released by Nielsen. Ah, The most trusted name in news, which recently hired former New York Times and BBC boss Mark Thompson as its CEO. That'll fix everything. Had an average 538,000 nightly viewers in the 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. block during the seven-day period from January 15th to January 21st, according to the most recent data. The week ratings were generated despite coverage of the Iowa caucus, right? That's like saying ESPN's ratings are down during Wimbledon, right? Or during the Super Bowl. Well, our ratings crap. What? That means you have had a failed recipe and people are no longer ordering off your menu. They're done. CNN not only finished behind rivals Fox and MSNBC, but was the 10th most watched channel on cable. Getting beaten by Hallmark, (laughs) the History Channel, and INSP, a South Carolina-based channel founded in the late 1970s by the Christian televangelists. According to its website, INSP, which has transitioned from a nonprofit ministry-focused network to an advertiser-supported channel that plays mostly Western movies and TV shows, is distributed to more than 80 million households across 2,800 cable systems, and it's smoking CNN. (laughs) the only thing that's not beating cnn is like ren and stimpy or spongebob reruns (laughs) right you had one to jump in go ahead
0: no i was gonna say (laughs) are you sure that spongebob reruns are not beating cnn
1: that might be fake news i don't know so there you go cnn i feel sorry for you it's gonna (laughs) good luck with that good luck with that the la times is calling and they have some advice for you now without further ado ladies and gentlemen Ladies and gentlemen,
0: (laughs) time now. There we go. For the Wendy Bell Radio programs. Oh, love me, love me, love me. I'm
1: a liberal. Liberal of the week. I think this is important. It's longer than a typical liberal of the week, but it's important because this is a teacher who is delighting in manipulating her students, in creating this liberal progressive toxic educational environment which she thinks is fantastic for her students in texas enjoy
2: it's my favorite day of the school year every year right around mlk day either the friday before or the friday after my high school hosts an entire day of learning and service so just to be clear we give them mlk day off and we have another day where instead of classes we have like a whole day of learning let me show you first donuts obviously but here you can see the entire schedule this is an entire school day right this isn't just like a one-hour assembly this is from nine to three we start off with our entire school hearing some opening words from our fearless leader akina our head of diversity equity and inclusion and of course louise our social and emotional wellness coordinator who talks about how to have uncomfortable conversations and learn about difficult topics i didn't get any videos from the morning session because i was leading one of them (laughs) the biggest one no big deal but uh basically kids get to choose, they kind of rank their choices from what the teachers are offering. This year you can see we had a lot of things. We had a banned book activity where they're specifically looking at children's <laughs> books and reading them and why they've been banned. I talked about banned history and conversations around like the teaching of U.S. history. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there, right, that you can see. Um, But after we have those small group sessions, we brainstorm questions for our panelists and then we come back. Then we hear from a panel of amazing community leaders and activists and educators. Pause if you want to see the list of people that we got this year. It was incredible. And it's always amazing to me to see the students that want to stick around at the end and have one-on-one conversations. So wonderful. Then after lunch, obviously we're giving them breaks, right? After lunch, we break out into our afternoon activities and we normally try to make these, whereas the morning is focused on learning and educating ourselves. We want the afternoon to be about action. So that might be creating protest music, right? Some of our music kids like go in and they learn about different protest music. Sometimes they write their own. What? That might be learning about protest literature. That might be, um, making activist posters um, that might be going out into the community. So one of our groups just went and they visited like black owned businesses. They went and had lunch at this amazing Ethiopian restaurant in Austin and then visited our black owned bookstore. I took students on the black Austin walking tour. It was incredible. Everyone say hi, Hi. history. Anyway, it's just an amazing day. It's one of my favorite days of the school year, and it's something that I think our school does really well and I'm really proud of. And so I wanted to share with more people. If you're curious, this day is planned and organized by DEC, our diversity and equity council, which is a student-run organization, but it's under the leadership of Akina, our amazing diversity, equity, and inclusion um, coordinator. And so I highly recommend that you take this to your school and see, like, I don't know, next year for MLK Day. Are you just gonna have the day off? I love having the day off. But, like, what else are you doing to honor his memory? Well, we're
1: indoctrinating a bunch of young people with uh, creating protest music and talking about banned books. What? What are you doing? This is why the number of kids who are being yanked from public schools is going through the roof. Specifically black and Hispanic students opting instead of the public indoctrination for the charter schools, for homeschooling, for parochial schools. This is, this is a symptom of the much broader disease. If you can get everybody angry and you can get them active, then you can probably fail them in the education realm and get away with it. Who cares that they can't read? Eh, It's all right. We've got safeguards for that. They'll continue to fail upwards. This is how, in my humble opinion, you get people like Lloyd Austin as a Secretary of Defense. Check boxes. Don't worry about what's inside. Just focus on the out. Hey ladies and gentlemen, the national divorce, it's real and we're serving the papers. I'm Wendy Bell. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for being here. Peace.